السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وبعده The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said in the hadith in Tirmidhi ما من شيء في ميزان المؤمن يوم القيامة أثقل من حسن الخلق The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said in the hadith narrated by Imam Tirmidhi that on the day of judgment there will be nothing that will be heavier in the scale of the believer than good character. There's no deed that is heavier than the deed of good character. And this is what I'm going to be trying to concentrate on for the next few weeks, if not months, looking at a hadith and teachings in Islam pertaining to good character. The Prophet ﷺ also said, that verily, the main reason that I was sent for was to perfect good character. And we'll come to know how vast and how many teachings there are pertaining to good character. And we'll come to know as we study them and as we reflect upon them, how much in need we are of these good characteristics and how much in need we are of rethinking the way that we behave in life. Because good character is either good character between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that believe me always needs fixing or good character is between you and Allah's creation and that also always is put to the test every day you mix with Allah's creation every day you are in situations where maybe you didn't behave in the best of in best of manners in the best of ways and you could do better so inshallah going through this series not only do we get the benefit of trying to gain those heaviest deeds on the scale on the Day of Judgment, but also we improve our communities and our relationship with Allah Azza wa Jal, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. One asks the question, why in our time do we see that women are uncovering in such a shameless manner? And why in our time do we see that men are dressing in the strangest of clothings, the strangest of colors, and the strangest of shaping in those clothing, that it's hard to determine what gender they are trying to portray in the clothing that they are wearing? Why in our time today are people speaking with the worst of speech, the most foul nature in speech, saying things about one another which are very hurtful taking the rights of one another addressing one another in the worst of ways not even addressing the creation but in fact addressing the creator in the worst of ways the worst of speech why today are men and women mixing freely in a manner that should only be reserved for those who are married to one another but you go to the workplaces you go to the schools the male and the female, they behave as though they're married to one another, yet they're not. They're haram upon one another, but that behavior is there as though they are married. Why today are many families sitting and watching that, that if a righteous person was to be with them, or the Prophet Muhammad was to visit them, they would hang their heads in shame. Yet they freely watch those things alone. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about that, Allah 
That these people, they are shy of the creation. They're shy of people in the sense that they don't want others to see what they're doing. But they're not shy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who sees and encompasses everything that they do when they are alone. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So why does this kind of behavior take place? Of course, due to a lack of that very important quality, that very important characteristic, that fundamentally important characteristic, which is the characteristic of al-hayya, of shyness, shyness or bashfulness in Islam. The scholars, they said that the reality of hayya is that it is, it is a characteristic found within the human being which prevents them from falling into the disobedience of Allah and prevents them from falling short with regards to the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If the person has this haya, very little and seldom will he fall into disobedience of Allah. And seldom will he forget the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This haya, this bashfulness or shyness was with Adam alayhi salam and his wife Hawa alayhi salam. The moment they disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ate from the tree, they ran around frantically in full panic mode, trying to find a way to cover their nakedness that had become apparent to them after eating from the forbidden tree. They were so overwhelmed with panic as to what is this that we are now exposing ourselves. So they ran around, covered themselves with the leaves of the tree. So this is something which is part of the fitrah. And Imam Ibn Hayban, one of the great scholars of hadith, he narrated from the Prophet who said, That every person is born upon the fitrah, the natural disposition to know Allah and to have haya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But rather society changes that person. It's either his parents who take him away from that fitrah and make him a Christian, a Jew, or a, a majus, however that's translated. So this person you find that he's born or she's born pure, having this bashfulness, having this shyness. You see kids, when generally they expose any nakedness from themselves, they're very shy to do that. But as time goes on, as they see what's around them, as they see the TV shows, as they see what's taking place in their close-knit community, less and less that shyness is present. And more and more they become that ugly creature who now mixes with the opposite gender without any shyness, who now walks the streets and does things openly without any shyness, who now speaks to people in the most foul of language without any shyness, who now behaves in front of Allah without any shyness. Yet that child was born free of all of that. Today, our daughters and our sons are exposed to fashions which are so alien to the teachings of Islam. They are laughed at, especially the daughters, if they do not expose any parts of their body. If they want to have haya and hide and cover themselves and conceal themselves for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, society laughs at them. And if they are not from those who are loud and brash and speak in the strangest of ways, it's said to them, you have a personality flaw. There's something psychologically wrong with you. Why are you always quiet? Why do you hold back and behave in this silent manner that you behave in? So society is pushing our Muslim pure children 
to behave in very strange ways. And what's very dangerous is that many parents don't realize the importance of these characteristics of haya. And they don't nurture the children from a very early age to be strong in iman and to be willing to stand for the sake of Allah to be different. If a child is nurtured from an early age to understand that his purpose on earth is not like everybody else's purpose, he is special, he is chosen, he or she is selected for a very special purpose in this life, and they are nurtured upon this for many years, when it comes to the crux of them having to choose will they be a person of haya or not, they'll be able to choose to be a person of haya. But the parents have to make that effort to teach them this characteristic and have to show them that it's very easy, not very easy, forgive me, it's possible to live a life with haya. Societies are corrupted and they fall apart and they crumble with the absence of haya, with the absence of this bashfulness or shyness. Imam Ibn Majah, another scholar of hadith, he collected that the Prophet ﷺ said, مَا كَانَ الْفَحْشُ فِي شَيْءٍ إِلَّا شَانَهُ وَمَا كَانَ الْحَيَا فِي شَيْءٍ إِلَّا زَانَهُ the Prophet ﷺ said that fuhsh, which is evil behavior, whether physical behavior or in speech, it's never found in a people or in a place except that it destroys that place and makes it ugly and corrupt. Whereas the opposite, haya, bashfulness and shy, being shy, is never found in a place except that it beautifies that place. It makes everything about that place beautiful. Imam Ibn Qayyim, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he said in his great book, Miftah Dar Sa'ada, that Haya is from one of the best characteristics that a person can have and from the most beneficial of characteristics. He said, in fact, it's from the fundamental makeup of a human being. That with the absence of this, the person's not really considered to be a human being. He's only bones, blood, and a structure. Like Allah says in the Quran. Rather, they are like the cattle. No, they are worse than that. Without the haya, the person is not considered to be from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted him to be, a noble human being. This haya, it's so important in Islam that the Prophet ﷺ equated it with iman. And it is from iman. The Prophet ﷺ said in Sahih Muslim, Al-Iman bid'un wa sab'una shu'ba a'laha qawlu la ilaha illallah the Prophet said that Iman is 70 or so branches. The highest of them is to say La ilaha illallah. Of course, with understanding. What does it mean, La ilaha illallah? Tell me. Exactly. La ma'bud Allah. There's none to be worshipped in truth except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So la ilaha illallah, there are many gods besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that people have taken, but all of them are false gods. The only God in truth who truly deserves your worship is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a'laha qawlu la ilaha illallah. The highest of it is to say la ilaha illallah. And the lowest of iman is to move something harmful from the road or from the way. And the Prophet sallallahu said bashfulness or shyness is a part of iman. Al-Khattabi, one of the ulama, he said that it's considered to be from Iman, this bashfulness, as mentioned in the hadith, because it prevents the person, it cuts the person off from falling into the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in that sense, it's considered to be from Iman. Because think about it, the more you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
the more you are aware of the presence of Allah Azawajal, the more you know that Allah Azawajal is looking at you and the more shy you are of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, the less likely you are to do that which is displeasing to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is described as having Hayya, Allah Azawajal. And of course we know when we describe Allah Azawajal or we mention a name of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, we have to understand it in a particular way. What is that? Excellent. That is no way similar to anything that the creation has from sharing that name. For example, we are supposed to have shyness. Allah has shyness. But it's impossible that there is similarity in that because Allah is perfect and majestic. There's nothing like unto Allah, yet He sees in a perfect manner and He hears in a perfect manner, right? So nothing is like unto Allah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned in the hadith in Tirmidhi. It says, That verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is bashful and so generous that when a person raises his hands to him in dua, that he will return them empty-handed without answering the dua. So Allah is mentioned as having the characteristics of of uh, bashfulness and shyness and it's imperative that when the worshipper reads about his Lord who is so majestic and perfect and beautiful and he finds these characteristics then he should reflect upon them and he should embody them to the best of his ability of course we said that we cannot resemble Allah's characteristics and his names but we need to find for example when Allah mentions that he's a Rahman he's full of mercy so if I'm the worshipper of Allah the Rahman how can I now get now go amongst the creation not showing mercy. How can that be the case? If I'm the worship of Allah, it's mentioned that he is al-hayyi, he has bashfulness and shyness, how can then I not try to embody that in my life? You see, that's how we have to be with the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Reflect upon them, get closer to Allah through their meanings, but also try to embody them in your life to the best of your ability. Without hayya, as we've mentioned, the human beings become just primal, primal beings, very basic. And all they do is they just live to fulfill their desires. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned in Bukhari, In Bukhari, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, one of the things that have been held on to from the information that was given by the earlier prophets and messengers is that if you have no shyness, no haya, then do as you please. Do as you wish. What does it mean, do as you wish here? It's kind of a tahdeed, it's a warning that you go ahead and do as you wish. But what's coming next for you is something seriously severe. Punishment is for you. Go ahead, do as you wish. Disobey. So it's tahdeed, it's a warning from Allah. And also the ulama, they said, it's a statement. How is it a statement of truth? Because a person that doesn't have haya from Allah will go ahead and do whatever they wish. The only reason that a person prevents himself from doing what he wishes from his desires is if he has this haya of Allah. If he has this shyness and bashfulness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, knowing that Allah is with him wherever he is. How is Allah with you wherever you are? What do I mean by this? Excellent, well done. So through his knowledge, through Allah's perfect knowledge, and his power, he is with you wherever, wherever you are. So imagine that for a moment. 
that, like we said in the beginning, how would you be if there was a righteous person in your house, right? How different we would behave. And we forget that Allah is with us. If we think about that, it will change us a little bit. Haya is the symbol of our religion. The Prophet said, as collected by Ibn Majah, إِنَّ لِكُلِّ دِينٍ الْإِسْلَامِ that every religion has a characteristic that it's known by. And the characteristic of Islam is al-haya, is bashfulness and shyness. Yeah, it's, it's so difficult to understand that because you don't see it around you in the society. We are a society of being shy and bashful. But you'll come to know that's not something which is weak or negative. Rather, it's something which is commendable. Because Allah loves it, the Prophet embodied it, as did the companions. So it's something that we should be proud to strive for and proud to try to have for ourselves, though it's hardly noticeable in the society. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they learned this haya from the Prophet the best of teachers and the best of examples. Uthman radiallahu anhum, it's narrated about him. What's special about Uthman? He's one of the khulafa. Al-Arba, okay, one of the Khulafa, Al-Mahdiyin in Islam, the rightly guided Khulafa, okay. So this Uthman, it was narrated about him that he would never take a shower, never wash, except that he was covered. He had clothing on because he didn't want to uncover himself in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he would never be in a situation where he was fully uncovered. He would always have some covering. And it's narrated about Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. That Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu wouldn't visit the bathrooms except that his head was covered. And he wouldn't have relationships with his wife except that his head was covered. So they had a, a high level of haya and bashfulness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet وسلم, he gave us in the hadith a comprehensive meaning of haya. A comprehensive, holistic meaning of Hayya. It's narrated in Tirmidhi and Imam Nawi, the great Hadith scholar. He said the Hadith is Hassan. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said to the companions, min Allahi al-haya." He said to the companions, "Be bashfulness or be shy of Allah subhanahu wa taala in the most complete way." This is resembling uh, fear Allah azza wa jal in the most complete manner, okay? Have bashfulness and shyness from Allah in the most complete way. They said, Ya Rasulullah, inna lanastahyi min Allah, alhamdulillah. They said, O Prophet of Allah, verily we have shyness from Allah and praise be to Allah for allowing us to have that. What did you notice about their uh, answer? What did the Prophet say to them? Istahyu min Allahi haqq al-hayyah. Have shyness of Allah in the most complete and deserving manner that Allah deserves. And they said, Ya Rasulullah, inna lanastahyi min Allah, walhamdulillah. O Prophet of Allah, verily, we have shyness and praises due to Allah for that. What did you notice about the answer? They didn't claim for themselves what the Prophet ﷺ was telling them to have. Haqq al-hayya, the most complete manner of hayya. Look how humble they were. So they didn't, they didn't uh, claim that for themselves. So the Prophet ﷺ said, Laysa dhak. It's not that what I'm talking about, what you're understanding. Walakin al-istahya min Allahi haqq al-hayya an tahfadh al-ra's. 
the Prophet ﷺ said, rather having bashfulness and shyness from Allah in the most complete and the most deserving way for him, for Allah, is that you protect your head. What the Prophet ﷺ meant here is that you protect your head, you don't prostrate with that head to anything but Allah Azzawajal. You don't belittle that head, humble that head in a way, except that you do that only for Allah Azzawajal in a complete manner. And tahfadha rats. And then the Prophet ﷺ said, وَمَا وَعَى And that which goes into your head. And this is something which is very important to understand. That if we want to have bashfulness and shyness from Allah, we have to lock the doors to the eyes and to the ears and to the mouth. The eyes, the big eyes that we have kids, it's a gateway, it's like a door. What we see comes into our mind. What we hear affects our mind and our soul. What we say affects our mind and our soul. So the Prophet is saying that if you want to have shyness of Allah and bashfulness of Allah in the way that you should, then lock your eyes. Only open them to see that which is good. Your ears, when people are talking nonsense, lock your ears, don't listen. You know, sometimes I look at kids, my own included, and they're humming these really strange things, like cartoon characters. And I'm saying to them, what are you doing? It's because they've spent so many hours on YouTube watching this foolishness. They didn't lock it off. Yes, it's not something in of itself which is haram, but it leads to a state of being foolish. You start to you know, enact what you see continually, day in and day out. These foolish cartoon characters or even any type of character that you find on YouTube, etc., acting in a foolish manner, you start to then act in that way. So the Prophet ﷺ is warning us from that. He's saying that if you want to have haya of Allah, then lock these gates. Control what goes into your head and into your mind. And then the Prophet ﷺ said, And protect your stomach from that which enters into it. Allah is saying to us, the Prophet ﷺ is saying to us, protect it from that which is haram. Any food which in of itself is haram, then don't allow it, allow it to enter into your stomach. You know a lot of people, especially in the West, where, where it's different in the Muslim countries, we have halal burgers everywhere. But in the West, because they're so desiring of burger, it's as though they can't live without it, they're willing to go for any haram burger. The Prophet ﷺ says, no, protect that which goes into your stomach. So if it's haram in of itself, you can't have it. If it's being earned, if it's being gotten from haram means, then also you shouldn't have it. Meaning to say if, that, if the income which brings that food home to you is haram, then also it should be avoided because that will affect your personality and that will affect your level of taqwa. And then the Prophet ﷺ said in this long hadith which I'm mentioning, wal-bila." And always remember your end, which is death and entering into the grave. Because this will help you to choose having shyness of Allah. And whoever wants the akhirah, the hereafter, the jannah, he will leave alone the world. He will leave alone the glitter of the world. So whoever does that, the things that the Prophet mentioned, he said then for sure this person has enacted haya in the most complete manners. Leaving alone the chasing of the world, Al-Mannawi, one of the great ulama, he said, because these two places, the hereafter and the dunya, if you choose one of them, then the other one is going to be upset with you. 
If you choose the dunya, the akhirah is upset with you. If you choose the akhirah, the dunya is going to be upset with you. But Allah is offering you everlasting life. Palaces which are beyond your imagination. Gardens which the eyes cannot see the end of. Rivers which are flowing with honey, wine, milk and so many other treats. Foods in Jannah that when you taste them, the taste just blows your mind. So one should have a bit of shyness that why am I choosing this temporary dunya which is nothing in comparison to what Allah is offering me. Have the shyness, don't choose this world. Yes, you have to live in the world. Yes, you should enjoy yourself in the world. But always within the framework of what pleases Allah Never choose to displease Allah in this dunya because then you will lose maybe the akhirah. Al-farq al-haya wal khajl. What is the difference between haya, which we've been mentioning to be bashful, and to have, uh, to have khajl? Khajl is to have embarrassment when it comes to speaking the truth or when it comes to acting in the way that you should act. Being shy should never stop us from speaking the truth or standing up for the truth. You know today, a lot of people sadly, because it's become very difficult to establish Islam in some places the way it should be established, they disguise the leaving off of enjoining the good and forbidding the evil as good manners. They say we're doing this out of good manners. We're not telling the people because we want to keep the people close to us. We don't want to push the people far away. If we tell the people not to do X, Y, and Z, we'll push them away, right? They're accepting everything out of their claim that this is good manners. But part of having haya, having haya will never take you away from establishing that which is good. The Prophet said in the hadith of Sayyid, uh, Abi Sayyid al-Khudri in Sahih Muslim, Man ra'a minkum munkaran falyughayirhu biyadihi fa'in lam yastati' fabilisanihi fa'in lam yastati' fabiqalbihi wadhalika adhafu liman Whoever from amongst you sees an evil, then let him change it with his hand if he's able to do so, meaning if he's in control. You're the manager of a particular place, you can change it. You're the head of the family, you can change it. And if you're unable to do that, then change it with your tongue. Be brave enough to speak out. But if you're afraid that if I speak out, somebody's going to throw a shoe at my head, you can't take that, then hate it in your heart. Hate it in your heart, and that is the least of faith. So in all situations, we have to enjoin the good to one of these levels. If we can't change it with our hands, we change it with our tongue. If we can't change it with our tongue, we have to hate it in the heart, meaning we get away from that situation as quick as possible. We don't stay in that situation where Allah is being displeased. So don't ever let it be the case where a woman, for example, puts her hand out to shake your hand and you say, the only reason I shook her hand was because I was embarrassed. I was shy not to make her upset. You weren't shy to make Allah upset. You were shy to make her upset, right? This is wrong. Your shyness shouldn't ever prevent you from doing that which is right. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Bukhari and Muslim is narrated by Abi Sa'id al-Khudri Kana an Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ashaddu hayyaan min al-adra'i fi khadriha wa idha ra'a ma yakrahu arafna dhalika fi wajhihi It's narrated about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he was more bashful, more shy then a girl that had never been married or around foreign men in her room, hidden away in her room. The Prophet ﷺ was being described as being more shy than that type of girl. And if he ever saw something which he disliked, it was very noticeable in his face. Meaning he wouldn't start yapping his mouth, ﷺ, like most of us do, 
about something that which we dislike. Rather, it was seen on his face, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So this much shyness the Prophet had. But do you think he was weak? Do you think he was a person who would turn away from establishing that which was good? Do you think he didn't have the strength of so many men? The Prophet in the Battle of Hunayn, it's mentioned that when things got very difficult, when the lines between the Kufar and the Muslims were getting confused, when many of the companions were running away because they didn't know whether the Prophet was still alive, the fighting was that severe and difficult. What was the Prophet doing? This Prophet who was that shy, but when it came to the time of establishing the truth and striving for it, he was running forward towards the enemy, saying, Anna Nabiullah, la kathib, Anna ibn Abdul Muttalib. I am the Prophet of Allah, and that is not a lie. I am the son of Ibn Abdul Muttalib. So shyness is never a weakness. It doesn't make you weak. It improves your character. It improves your status. It makes you a better human being. But when it's time for you to be strong and for you to be severe, you're able to do that because your heart is attached to Allah because you're looking for the pleasure of Allah not for the pleasure of the creation. Yet, when you are in a situation of peace, then you create peace and you spread peace and you spread tranquility to the best of your ability. When one is seeking knowledge, it's very important that the person doesn't allow their shyness to become khajil, as we mentioned. Their shyness doesn't become a weakness whereby I'm too afraid to ask the question. No. I'm too afraid to give the answer. If you know it, no. Uh, in Bukhari Muslim, Um Salama radiallahu anha, she came to the Prophet وسلم, with a very difficult question. Imagine this woman coming to the Prophet وسلم, as we just described the Prophet وسلم, being super shy. She said, Ya Rasulullah, inna Allah la yastahi min al-haq. O Prophet of Allah, verily Allah doesn't have shyness towards the truth. Does a woman have to make ghusl, meaning does she have to take shower if she has sexual discharge? And the Prophet said, Yes, she has to if she sees that, if she sees that discharge. So look how difficult the question was. But she came and she asked it anyway because she needed to. Right? So what I'm saying is that when it's time to ask a question, even no matter how difficult it may be for you to ask, but because you need it to worship Allah with, you should ask that question. But of course, in the best of manners and in the best of ways possible. We should always remember the statement of the Prophet ﷺ in Bukhari and Muslim where he said, narrated by Umran ibn Hussein, إِنَّ الْحَيَا لَا يَأْتِي إِلَّا بِخَيْرٍ That shyness in Islam doesn't bring except good. Every time we are shy for the sake of Allah, then it's going to bring us good. And what did I mean by shyness? What's the true definition of shyness? Being aware of Allah Being shy to do that which displeases Allah knowing that He's watching you, right? So if we want to increase in shyness, we have to increase about learning about Allah And the best way to learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is through the Qur'an. Read the Qur'an with the translation if you don't know Arabic. Read the Qur'an with some tafsir. Read the Qur'an and there's many videos out there that explain the Qur'an on a basic level. The more you read about Allah and how magnificent and amazing Allah is, the more you will want to be shy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the more you stay away from sins, the more your soul will enjoy being shy. You know one of the problems is, and this is from my own experience, may Allah forgive us, that sometimes we don't stay away from sins. We may read all the books, we may attend all the lectures, but if we don't implement what we're learning and we don't try to stay away from the sins, 
the soul doesn't really benefit. It doesn't start to enjoy the act of worship in the way that it should. But when you start to leave alone the sins more and more, you will enjoy that act of worship more and more. And being shy for the sake of Allah will be something that you would love to do. But Allah's permission. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who benefit from anything that was mentioned which was correct. And anything which was correct was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And any shortcomings and mistakes were from myself and shaitan. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyin Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you have any questions then feel free. Wa jazakumullah khair.